We are on a mission, a mission to save and revitalize independent pharmacy. On the Catalyst podcast, we dive into current events that are shaping how pharmacists approach their patients and their businesses. Fuel your passion for pharmacy one conversation at a time. Three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Welcome to the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Key, and today I'm here with Mark and Marsha. Hi, I'm Marsha Bivens, Marketing Director for Pioneer X. Hi, I'm Mark Bivens, Vice President of Sales for Pioneer. How are you? Good, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Nice to see you again. Here on a Monday. Nice to see yeah. you, too. Thank so you. this is this is take two for you guys. This is take two, yeah. And yeah, we're Mike, the newbies. Yeah, Mike, uh-huh. Mike and I already had a, a, a warm-up deal at this. Jeff and I so. are going to sit back and Marsha, you and Mark can just talk to each other. <laughs> it, it happens a lot anyway. So the cool thing about Mike, or, or one cool thing besides being a pharmacist and all, is that you have this podcast. So uh, tell us a little bit, uh, let's just start off a little bit of history of you. How did you, how did you and, and we'll start in the middle kind of, what? how did you get into doing a podcast? Many years at the pharmacy, I've always kind of been envious, I suppose, of people that could market further than just a two mile radius of their store. You know, I always kind of wanted to have something national, a national product, I suppose, or international product. And um, that was always kind of in the back of the, my, my mind. So I was learning a lot of skills, you know, social media and marketing and things like that, but never really had a, a spot for them online. So now I'm in a hundred episodes deep and every podcast episode, as you guys know, there's more to it than just having the hour interview online. Sure. It's it's probably 10 contact points of talking to somebody, emailing them, and then getting an email back and setting this up. So that's probably the main reason, is just um, uh, getting out there to spread myself out a little bit. Who has been your favorite guest on your podcast? Oh, okay. Jeff. She was a kid. Yes. No. I, 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 <laughs> she should have said, besides <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> right? Jeff. Who is your favorite podcast? Right, Can we Jeff. like cut Jeff's ear fo- ears out so he can't hear <laughs> the answer? I'm okay with it not being me. <laughs> I've had a few podcasters on, a few guests on that have just really lit up the microphone in a in a good way. You know, really, um, it's like, whoa, this person should be on radio or or an entertainment. You know, they just really like draw the listeners in and things like that. You're right in the fact that, you know, certain people just will like, like you're saying movie stars or whatever, people really great guests um, have a way of drawing you in. And sometimes that's either preparation, sometimes that's charisma or whatever, but I think you're hundred percent right there. If you could interview anybody, it doesn't have to be pharmacy industry either. So we're going to throw this little gauntlet out there. Do they have to be alive? No, no, make them alive. Make them alive. Okay, okay. I don't think I would do very well, like if all of a sudden, I don't know, you know, Bill Gates or some of my own personal heroes, you know, David Allen with uh, time management, you know, and some of these people. If I interviewed one of them, I think I'd be stumbling all over the place. So ultimately when I think about how my show will improve, because you always think about, um, and you're faced with this, Jeff, all the time in your business, you know, do you branch out or do you get better at what your focus is, you know, and you guys are really narrowing in on your focus. And so I think the same way, it's like, 
well, do I branch out and do another show on something else or do I work on my focus? And then I think, okay, my focus is I can be a better interviewer and put on a better podcast, but ultimately it's I can get probably more popular guests. I don't know if they would necessarily be better guests, but more popular in the standing of name recognition for right. the show. And so that's that's a goal of mine, you know, gradually to get higher and higher um, uh, people on the show. You've, you've had some heavy punchers, though. You've had some guys that hit pretty high mm-hmm. on the, on, in the weight class area. Jeff. <laughs> uh, exhibit, what, yes. exhibit A. Exhibit A. Yes. <laughs> no, no, that would I be a good question. Get... Who, who do you think? Leave me out. I should have done him. We should have done this one first. <laughs> who, who, would you, like, who would you say is like the biggest heavy hitter? Because I saw some like that too. So the big one I think I've got was Robert from from Merck on there, Popovian. Okay. And uh, and that I that I thought was cool because I've got some I've got the a big manufacturer trusting my show to be on there. So when someone flies through it and they see Merck on there, yeah. that's pretty cool. And yep. I think it's a trust factor because they don't know Robert, but they have a trust that well Merck trusted him. Right. So we'll trust him. And then. Um, Another one was uh, recently was um, uh, Alex from Mark Cuban's. Yeah, so that was cool to have on there. And then it was cool because Mark, Mark Cuban, uh, he does his own social stuff, but he um, re-shared that last week. Oh, so cool. that was cool. Yeah. And then, um, exposure. And then coming up in May, I've got uh, Miss America on the show. Wow. Dude. And because, because she's a... Uh, She's a pharmacist, and she's in her second year because of of COVID. Holy crap! Uh, I know that. That's oh, cool. Wow. So, see, Mike, we had you on as a stepping stone. See, so you're helping us right. step up, right? You know, people who look <laughs> yeah. back through and see. Jeff, Jeff, you were the ultimate for me, but I'm just a stepping stone for and, you guys. And, and so they look back and see all the cool people you've had on That's your podcast, so cool. and, and maybe think, well, we can we be cool. So, like, okay, well, Mike had Miss America, and they've had who? <laughs> yeah, I know. Some nobody no, from Louisiana. Jeff, and, and, and you were great to get on the show, Jeff, because um, it was a pleasure to meet you. Great to have you on the show. I love what Pioneer is doing. I love what you guys are doing with Catalyst. Um, a lot of cool things. So um, let's uh, let's switch gears okay. to the uh, pharmacy. And and how did you uh, how did you get in pharmacy? The store where I am, my grandpa started it, and then my he died rather quickly. My dad took over. He had a few pharmacies, but actually ended up just with one. I came in actually as uh, eighth child out of 12 in my family. Wow. And I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my life. So I did a few different things in college, but ended up back in the pharmacy. Um, part of it, I knew I wanted a big family, I suppose. I saw my dad do it. I knew that uh, I could pretty much pretty much do what he did. So I got out of pharmacy school, came in, uh, worked with my dad for about 10 years. Um, he passed. And, um, and so, so yeah, it was, it was a real good, is a real good and was a real good um, path. If one of my children, which I don't anticipate, if one of them loved the, loved pharmacy, you know, the science of pharmacy or, the joys that can come with pharmacy and all those kind of things, then I would, then I would say, yeah, go for it. But if any of them have a, a business, they think they have a business 
venture inside of them. And they think that that venture is going to play out in the independent pharmacy. I would say, be careful. Pharmacy is volatile. In volatile times, sometimes you can make a lot of money, but sometimes yes. volatile times it's hard. So yeah. what kind of stuff, if you would say, um, what kind of things are you doing in the pharmacy or what kind of plans do you have to change things or, or try to do something different? As far as what we're doing as a business, um, one of the bigger things we're doing, which I think is maybe a little bit different than a lot of uh, businesses have done, is we only sell generic drugs in our pharmacy, period, along with medical equipment. But we don't carry any brand name prescriptions, period. So what's the, what's the thinking what's there? The res- yeah, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> I have a lot of questions on that. We've got a lot of plans that we have to basically pay about $9 on every brand name prescription just for the uh, honor of filling a brand name prescription. We pay $9 back to the, you know, the PBM um, and slash insurance. And so pretty much across the board, we were losing 10% on our brand name revenue for prescriptions. So let's say, let's say round, rough round numbers. Let's say that we were doing um, 95% generic and we were doing 5% brand name. And I'm talking about number of prescriptions. About fills, right? Not necessarily right. dollars. Number of fills, right. exactly. So on that, on that uh, 5% of our fills, that was about 80% of our revenue or 80% of our cost of goods. Mm-hmm. On that 80%, we were losing on average 10% per, 10% cost. I'm not talking profit. I'm talking right. if we bought if we bought $10,000 from the wholesaler 30 days later, I'm going to see $9,000. So I, 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 that's not even talking profit. That's just stealing away cost. And so right. I don't want to play the games of marching around the, the PBM contract rules, you know, of telling people, no, I'm sorry, we don't have that drug or, you know, we can't get it. You know, I, I thought I'm not going to do that for the next the whole, it's not in stock. Yeah. I'm just thing. not going to do that. Let's say I've got five years left. I, I just don't want to have my last five years being playing those games. I just don't want to do it. And so Back about December, I was forced with either uh, locking my doors for good just because I was losing too much money or, or saying I'm going to get rid of the brand names. And so, and so that's what I did. Huh. So how, if you think about that, brand is what, I mean, sorry, generics probably 85% of your yeah, bills. Yeah, 85%-ish. Some pretty high number. So it's very possible you have a lot of patients that are just on generics, Right. There, there's a few things, you know, a lot of them were going um, specialized, you know, pharmacies, mm-hmm. a lot of a male pharmacy. Um, we were seeing a ton of stuff, even our own Medicaid, you know, that that was pushing the brand name when there's a generic there at 20 percent of the cost. Right. You know, they're pushing that brand name. So because they're getting a big rebate. Yeah, the rebate and so on. So I'm like, I'm like, I mean, if this works out, maybe. I'm, I look a little bit smarter than I, than I am. If it doesn't work out, it's like, well, we had to do it anyway. So it really wasn't a choice between brand names and generics. It was really a choice between 
locking our doors and generics. So is that generic cash only? No, I no, think it's no. brand. It's it's insurance still. And I but figure you just I don't do carry it. brand in the store. So you sign the insurance contract, but you said we just don't have any brand here. Yeah, we don't carry brand. And and the way I I the way my thought process is, is there's a lot of brand names we don't carry. You know, we don't carry. I don't carry a lot of brand names. I don't carry a lot of expensive brand names and cancer medicines and old brand names that used to be available and, and well, still are, but generics are so popular, you know, and those kind of things. And I happen not to carry other brand names too. So what, what about local relationships? We've seen a lot of success in pharmacies with people with, with strong local relationships. Yeah. Part of it is where we are in Grand Rapids. I mean, we're in a city with, you know, we're a half million strong and we've got, you know, the hospital three miles from us and that kind of stuff. So if I was more in a, um, where a lot of the independents are a little bit further away from some of this stuff, I would have been doing a lot of that stuff, but there just wasn't much of a need for it right here for, from as a pharmacy. And I'm not going to do a lot of the stuff like, for example, the podcast, this has been a long project and I see it for years and years and I just don't want to do things that are month-long or three-month-long projects. I just don't have the energy for that. Leave it to the young pharmacy punks. Yeah, the young pharmacy punks who are killing it, by the way. So there, there are people out there who are really, but they're working their butt off. You know, and we've seen a lot of them on the podcast. They they love it. They're happy with it. They're they're out and they're involved in their local communities and their, you know, public health turns to them when they need stuff. And And I think that was me, you know, maybe 20 years ago. There's some things I put down that I just don't think the same way anymore on. Has has the experience of 10 children changed that any, Mike? <laughs> I don't under, I don't even understand that question. I don't understand that question. I, I must be a genius. I must be a genius. Because <laughs> Marsha's like, Have you gotten better? I mean, you should have lots of practice. Like, the, 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 the youngest kids should be like. Right, yeah. Like rocket science perfect really children. Right you, you should just, you should have it nailed. I think we're done now. Ten, we, we um, I don't know. Version 10 was perfected. Yeah. Good. It costs a lot of money. Like I 10 know, should I be a 10. Yeah, I know. It's like 250000 a piece, unless you're running a farm. But $250,000, that's, that's $2.5 million well, in populating the earth. Yeah. Well, you could reuse. Like, you get more efficient. You got used? Yeah. You got, like, some of it Close, pays for the other? Right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. You can start. My, um, uh, yeah. I just told one of my kids that yesterday how much how much money they cost. They, they don't doesn't seem to phase them. It, it will someday. Yeah, yeah. But we've got we've got ten. We've got uh, uh, the oldest is about twenty eight. Youngest is ten. Five boys, five girls. We don't homeschool. We're pretty normal. Yeah, <laughs> just have a lot of. Kids. You had enough that the ratios worked out statistically. Five girls, five boys. That's true. Yeah, they worked out mm-hmm. statistically, and um, yeah. No twins in there. They're all, you know, they're all 20 some months apart. It's hard to believe that we did that. You know, it's hard to believe that. I mean, as you look back, it's like, wow, how did that happen? Yeah. But, you know, just day by day. That, you know? That's a different podcast, Mike. But what's your. Uh... <laughs> Hopefully, since you that's said you're tough. not having any more, I, I guess you figured that out finally. But yeah, they're too much money. Yeah. The problem is, our, the problem is, our two youngest are like 13 and 10. But they're spoiled, you know, spoiled by my wife, probably spoiled by me. You know, when I was a kid, my kids would look at me wrong and they'd go and time out. Now my kids can probably do a double flip off bird to me and I'm, I'd probably giggle at it, you know. 
But true. the youngest ones are like 13 and 10, but they act like they're about eight and five or maybe <laughs> six and three. You know, it's but, you know, you, I guess you realize it's going to be over soon as far as, uh, you know, them growing up and stuff. And, and you just um, I, I suppose we spoil them a little bit more. Yeah. At least you got one left that thinks you're cool, probably. Maybe. Uh, no. no, no, ten. That's that kind of stop thinking you're cool. Yeah. I feel like I'm no, cool they don't. They don't. Um, so, what did the the ones that are over out of high school? What did they? Did they gone far away, or they they get that sense of family and they've stayed close by? What's the yeah, story? Yeah, so out of all of them, we have one married, and she's the only one that's out of town. Okay. And all the rest of them are in town, and I see them probably two or three times a week, and probably um, probably. Some of them are at school, but in the summer, we're probably together as um, 11 of us, minus the one who's out of town, probably probably once a once every couple weeks, something like that. I was about to ask, so 25, so you're you're close to being Grandpa Mike, or are you going to go for MC Mike? Yeah, so I've got, the one has been married for a few years, but no kids yet there. My wife and I were just talking, we're like, we might not get any grandkids. We might have 10 kids and no grandkids. What are the odds? statistically that, that'd be hard <laughs> it just seems like kids are like delaying stuff these days mm-hmm. you know getting married true. and all that that's stuff super. yeah and a lot a lot more kids are deciding not to have kids mm-hmm. oh that's that's true that's true yeah that it's yeah. just a and 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 to me so so here's my philosophy on that you're about to get the philosophy of jeff key of, oh. of oh. why okay. why oh. people so you get this get, like get every three hours oh. you get <laughs> <laughs> you get so, every three. I so get if it we every- go back, let, let's just go back 40 years, right? Yeah. 50 years. How, p- parents involved with kids. How, how involved were parents in their kids besides go out and get the eggs out of the chickens? Are, you know, kids are to be seen yeah. and not heard, right? Not very. Not kids, very. Kids may have cost some money, but kids weren't a lot of work. Right, you right. didn't drive kids around to three different practices kinda and take earn their keep too. Right? So yeah, they kind of earned their way. Did. They did chores. They, sure. they you, you raised more kids t- for the farm. You just didn't. Now, now this generation, their parents were all about them. Right, they did stuff yeah. with them. They spent all this time, and they're looking at it and go, "Oh my goodness, I don't want to do that." Right, I don't want to have the next twenty years of my life. Mm. hovering about some child but that's a mm. new thing if you go back 50 years we didn't we didn't do that um we didn't do that with kids and 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 whether or not kids are going to be better off because we did that i'm not sure that that's a great point jeff how how you know the parents were really involved in the last 20 years and now it's like yeah the kids the kids probably they're looking at that and they're saying they don't want to do that so much work. It's not just money. It's a lot of work. I don't have that. And, and it seems to be what our society has accepted that, you know, unless you're just like super involved in your kids' lives, you're not a good parent. And I don't, I don't think that's uh that's not, you know, 10,000 yeah, years of history. Yeah. You know, there's a very yeah. small part in time um, that that's been the case. I'm going to circle back podcast. Cause I know why we started this podcast. Um, so, why, I mean, you've got a family business that you're running and very busy with. Um, what inspired you to start your own podcast? I tell my kids this, and this is the coolest part about the podcasting right now and what what we're all doing here right now, is that, and this is maybe my, like, kind of my 
F you to the PBMs and stuff too, you know, who have their fingers and everything, is that this is the first time in history that that there's no middleman standing in the way of what we all can do, right? So years ago, I tell my kids this, it's like years ago, if I wanted to get something in the newspaper, I'd call up the reporter, I'd send a press release, you know, that we're doing a blood pressure day or something like that, you know, all the stuff that I did back back in those days, Jeff, you know, I'd call and get this attention and things like that. And um, you would just wait, you'd wait until you got permission from them to, to do that. The great thing now is like, we can all, I can throw a podcast on, on the thing and it's like, whoa, I mean, I, I can do that and spread that worldwide. And it's challenging because you're dealing with everybody else in the world who can do that. But what a cool thing, you know, no middleman and, and it's basically free and you raise up, you, you know, you, you rise up or, or lower just by how good you are. I mean, Wow, that's that's cool. So that's th- those are some of the those are some of the things there, Marsha. I mean, besides getting my name out there and stuff for my personal. What is uh, um what is your circulation on your podcast? Is there any measure of that? How many people normally listen to it? Yeah, so I've got uh, it, it went. Boy, it's been a good time to do it for me because um, COVID COVID took a hit on the podcast. I don't know if you guys did or not, but there's a lot of busy pharmacists out there right now, and yeah, so man. big time my. Sh- my shows would get about, um, I joke that just my dog and my next week's guest are the ones that listen to uh, it. But I typically get about 500 listens in the first week and then 1,000 within the month, roughly. But it's taken a hit with, with COVID. And, but I think that's good. It's teaching me to you know, kind of stay in there. And I, when I started the podcast, I said, I don't know. I mean, I... I might do it forever. I might stop tomorrow. I don't know. But I've said that if I get like, I said if I got 100 listeners, but really it was like 50. I said if I get 50 listeners a week, that's like me going to a local Rotary Club or something like that, you know, where eh, 50 people showed up. You know, it's like, all right, well, yeah, that's good. You know, 50. Now, it's not that like five people necessarily wouldn't wouldn't be a value for them and maybe for me, but 50 seems like you fill a room up for that. So I said, if I got 50 or 100, that'd be good. And so I'm getting about, you know, about a thousand within three months down a little bit now with COVID. Yeah. Um, people aren't maybe aren't driving as much or. Yeah. You, you, have you seen a drop, Jeff, did you say? Or? I think we did right when, when the people weren't driving in their cars as much when they were working that from home. That must be it. Because a lot of people listen to podcasts in the car. And, yeah, and, and then so, I think it, and then it kind of perked up again. And then yep. with the government doing things, and I think with all the, the the shots and the injections and things like that, I think it's I think it's down. But I enjoy it. Yeah, we we've seen crazy the this last everybody we talking to is you know pharmacists have never thought about were able to get vaccines have gotten vaccines and so everybody's just super super busy. Yeah. But no, I think that's yeah. good. If, if I could get once a week in front of a group of a thousand people and and talk, right? What a yeah. what a what a what a boost that would be, and just how that and feels. I and 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 the difference in my thing from from you guys um, is that right now I'm kind. Of, and when I say you guys, it's like you you guys have a great podcast and it's presenting, you know, pharmacists and so on. But it's a nice vehicle for. 
um, for Pioneer, you know, getting to know you guys and how you care for people and things like that and how your customers I know, Jeff, I was listening to your other podcast. You said, you know, over half of your business comes from one pharmacist telling another pharmacist, hey, Bob, you know, you should check out Pioneer kind of thing. So that's that's great. My thing right now, there's no value. I, I'm not, I haven't monetized it, and there's no value. There's nothing I sell, and even though someone might say, oh, Mike knows what he's doing, and maybe, you know, K-Pharmacy, my pharmacy might be doing okay – It's like, I'm not getting any business from that. So my podcast right now is all just like, I've got to find intrinsic value from it. And there might be some extrinsic value at some point, but that would be if I monetize it or do something. But right now there's none of that. So right now it's kind of plug and chug until maybe a year from now I decide to do something with it. I don't know, or it might be, I don't know what I'll do with it. Yeah. We still ain't having fun. You know, my dad, uh, growing up, my dad was a ham radio operator, and, and he would yeah. turn the dials, and he'd be talking to somebody in Japan yeah. or something like That's that. So and he just fun. thought it was cool. There was a time he did with, like, Morse code. and would be That's, talking. He's writing yeah. down what he's doing. and Just the that, getting to know somebody different. And, and that's uh, – the original chat rooms. Yeah, yeah no, it, it is super. I mean, it's that would. True. I I, I think um, given the time, I, I I think I would do these without even the intrinsic. You know, it's just a good meeting people. Um, a lot of times, it's it's inspiring. I learn stuff. I, I can't say you know, like I, I can't say any podcast that I've had that I haven't noted that a week or two later or, or the next day and said, hey, this person said this and this and that's a, you know, where there's kind of paradigm shift. And that's just talking to people. You know, everybody's got their little different view of the world. And and it's for sure, everything you said there. And I look at, I look at, um, I mean, it's an, it's an ego booster for me too. I, I like to do it. I like to see what my numbers are. And I like to say, golly, I just, you know, I've got whatever, a thousand people or 500 people that listen to that. It's like, oh, I didn't really know I had much to say, but, you know, I'm going to put my podcast out Mondays because that'll give me something sort of to mark and measure and think about and do that. And also, if there's anybody else that's driving in on Mondays and said, I kind of hate Mondays too, it's like a way to flip me on every time and say, ah, there's... There's Mike again. He's doing it. So here we go. Here's Monday again, you know? Yeah. Monday. <laughs> Mondays with Mike. Mondays, Mondays with Mike. We can Mondays hate, with we Mike. Can, there, we can there, hate Mondays your, together. Your intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, and the thing is, is like, I do this in my podcast too, you guys, where, and I think I've, I'm more free to do it now because of the podcast. But, you know, for years, for years and years, I've, I've, um, I've always been rather positive with my dealings with the press. Well, one of one of the reasons is you don't get a lot of time. That's the cool thing about podcasts because when you're talking about when you're interviewed by let's say the uh, a pharmacy association, you know, you only get like you're only going to get like uh, three minutes to talk, and maybe fifteen seconds is going to be on the air or shared in an article, and so you butter it up. You make sure it's the best statement. You try to have something positive. You you find out where the article is going. Is it a pro pharmacy article or a pro profession article? Then you and then you say that you know, or or if it's the opposite, if it's anti uh, opaque PBMs or something like that, you find out where the article's going and you say a pithy statement about that you know. And the cool thing about the podcast I like is because 
um, the listeners of it, um, I'm no longer afraid because I've got an hour and I can talk about the nasty things of pharmacy. But then I can also talk about the joys of pharmacy because right now I, I like life. I like my kids. I like things that enough things that work and so on. It's fun to be able to do both sides of it and not be too afraid that someone's going to say, boy, that Mike was a sour puss on the uh, Catalyst uh, <laughs> podcast. He just sat there and talked about how terrible things were. It's like, yeah, I'm probably getting better at that now where, um, because I know there's an opposite. I know that people can tune in and say, oh, yeah, he was just kind of pissy, but it was a Monday. And, you know, <laughs> he, my he case has, was a Monday. Has, it was a it Monday. is a Monday. It is a Monday. He has a few good years left in the in the business. And so he, he was just blowing off some steam. You can do that over an hour, but you can't do that over 15 seconds. That's a cool thing about podcasting. We appreciate you spending some time with us today on a Monday. On a Monday. Hey, thanks, you guys. Mondays I, with I Mike. appreciate you giving me some some uh, time on here. And um, it's been nice. Jeff, it's been really fun. You know, we've talked a, a couple times now. Yep. And so it's it's getting it's getting it's really fun getting to know you more. And uh, I appreciate all you guys are doing. Well, same to you and best wishes to you. Yeah, thank you. All right. Thank thanks. You. All thank right. You. Thanks, guys. All thanks, right. Mike. Thanks, Mike. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bye-bye. Mike. Thank you for watching the Catalyst Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider liking, subscribing, and or following us. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts to help us reach more amazing pharmacy people like you. Follow PioneerRx on your preferred social media platform for the latest up-to-date pharmacy news and content.